Salas. How you doing, sweetheart? I'm wonderful. I'm marvelous. Today, we are talking about a touchy, touchy subject. But as real as it gets, because it is part of life. Yes, we are talking about, is it time for you to get divorced? Mm. And we definitely wanted to bring a truth about divorce Mm -hmm. because uh, as many of you know I have been divorced and my wife has previously been divorced twice okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it happens but the question is um, when is it time to get divorced Mm -hmm. or uh, are we in our marriages too long Mm. or um, are we afraid to leave the marriage yes uh do we have the skills and the tools to be able to fix our marriage mm-hmm. are two people willing to fix their marriage right and these are important questions that uh we need to ask ourselves but sometimes we don't know or even understand the questions that we need to ask ourselves mm-hmm. i don't know if that makes any sense mm-hmm. but i'm speaking for myself of back then when i thought I was in a uh, healthy marriage, but was really not. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we're going to talk about some of the reasons why we thought and stayed where we were. And again, this is our perspective, perspectives. This is our views. This is our opinions. We are not condoning divorce. This, um, we're not saying that we are the experts of this. We are experts of our own experiences. And that's even why we decided to start this show and talk about more of um, uh, our truths, sharing our truths, and let it be an example to others. Let the seeds fall out, you know, go out there and, you know, pollinate and go where they may. If it is uh, relatable and is this is for you, then so be it. And if it's not, that's that's okay too. Right. You're going to use this as a tool to help you decide what you want to do in your life. Yes. But the thing is, we need to ask and bring light and truth to some of these uh, experiences you're having in your marriage. And we're going to bring some light to that. So before we go on with the show, we just want to start right now and say that this show is sponsored by... Dino's Dent Deception Paintless Dent Repair Company, servicing... Uh, the Northwest Indiana and Chicagoland areas. Yes, and Nikki S. Salas, Holistic Coaching, and I am the author of Black Girl Gone Guru. He Poisoned Me and Left Me for Dead, which is available in ebook and paperback on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and different platforms. My website is www.nikeissalas.com. Okay. All right. So let's get into it, babe. All right. Uh, I believe first about marriage, we got to go from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And the number one question. Rewind. Yes. The number one question is, why do you want to get married? Why are mm. you getting married? Mm. What is the reason oh. for, for marriage? Mm, let me, let me, let me do my villainous um, shake, you know, how they do it on, on the cartoons and in the movies, what are they doing in the cartoons? Remember? Rub they their do hands this, together. Yeah, that's a little villainous rub. Okay. Rub another hand. Okay, so <laughs> we're going to let you start it off, babe. Okay. So the reason why I had got married, um, not this time, but the first two times, 
and which were valuable lessons. Oh my God. But we're going to talk about that later. The reason why I had got married the first time was because that's what I was taught. I was taught that as a young girl that you allow somebody find you, not you find somebody, somebody finds you and they validate their love with marrying you. Mm. And that, you know, that was just the old school upbringing of many black families. Um, and that's, they were just teaching what was taught to them and what had went on for generations. And so that's why I got married. It wasn't really so much about sharing my life with somebody and everything that comes with it, which I learned much later in life. So, yeah, that, that was the main reason why I got married. I'm pretty sure he did, too, because that's what he was taught to do, that you find somebody you like, that you're going to share a household with, you know, and we're going to talk some more about that later. You find somebody you want to share a household with, raise a family, you know, do the bills together. And, you know, back then it was straight gender roles, you know, woman does this, man does this, and we're going to do this together. But, again, it wasn't about sharing a life with someone or a journey. So why did you get married, Mr. Dino Salas? <laughs> well, mine's going to be less uh, talking points about what you just said. I'm just going to be direct and just uh, call it what it is. I didn't know why the hell I was getting married. Oh. Honestly. And... It sounded like a movie title. <laughs> yes. I, I, I had no reason to really get married. I just, like mm. you said, thought that that was the thing to do. Mm. And I know many people in marriages out there feel the same way. And this is why I'm, I want to talk about this because I want the younger generation to really contemplate and reflect yes. and ask yourself, why am I getting married? Mm-hmm. What's, what's the purpose of this? What, what, what is the main objective? What's the goal? What's, what's the learning experiences? And when you do that, you can really make a choice that is based on consciousness and light and, um, you know, things that will help bring awareness when you make a choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You agree? Okay. Yes, I agree. Yeah, so obviously I'm not the same man that I was back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? Let, let me not even and say... And you shouldn't be. Let me not even say a man. I, I was just mm. a boy because mm. I was very young, had no experiences. Mm. Um, basically... Um, Thoughts mm. and TV and radio uh, were imputed or imparted into me thinking uh, what I was supposed to do. Okay, so let me, let me just add to that real quick. When, okay. You know, and I was saying earlier about what was taught in, um, in my upbringing, you know, what was taught of, of what a, a girl was supposed to do. And then also um, I, I saw what... Was you know again that's what was taught of what a boy supposed to do, mm-hmm. and and this is a uh, and this is not only in marriage, um, but this is just in life. This is what I have seen. Now again, not only in my upbringing, but in other um, you know friends of mine's household. So, well, what do we do with, with young girls? We you know they come out the womb as a baby, and we giving them babies to take care of. We're giving them the play broom. We're giving them the play vacuum, the uh, the little kitchenette set. But what do we give the boys? 
You know, we give them the cars. We give them the football. So it's like when you think about it, we're not even really te- we're teaching that and we're throwing that upon into the lives of these little girls that this is what I supposed to do. I supposed to, you know, prepare myself to be a wife, but we're not teaching that to well, the little boys. Well, and, and that's true. Be, and, you know, I, I, I got to give a shout out to one of my guys. Uh, his name is coach EO who has really been inspiring me, um, with manhood. Okay. Uh, check him out when you get a chance. Uh, just look up Coach EO. Uh, good guy, little bra, but he speaks a lot of truth. And when I say this is, why I'm saying this is because I really did not know who I was right. back then. Right, right. So in order for anyone to get married, mm-hmm. get to know yourself mm-hmm. first. Please. That's, that's number one. Because honestly, you don't truly understand uh, what you really want, what you desire, mm-hmm. what you don't want mm-hmm. in your life, what is acceptable in your life, yes. what is not acceptable in what your life. What do you want to align yourself with? Yes, and um, anyone that you align yourself with should be an addition in your life, mm-hmm. uh, both spiritually, mentally, obviously, sexually, physically. Mm-hmm. But um, to me, the most important uh, and dominant reason is spiritual. Mm-hmm. And that comes with an awakening, that comes with experience, that comes with lessons, that comes with making wisdom, so-called mistakes Mm -hmm. that are not really mistakes, but Mm -hmm. they're just a part of the experience. And that was one of the things that I lacked when I got married at such a young age. And how old were you? Um, I got married in my uh, mid-20s. Okay. I was 19 or 20. Yes, but we were together since I was 19, Mm. so... Um, a child, a child. Yes. And, and, and I just want to add something, um, to, to that. Um, you know, you say you were, you were 20. Okay. Now in, in what we say a, an adult is, well, cause sign a paper, right? A legal binding contract is about 21, but we say, uh, in other legal matters that an adult is about 18. But there is research out there that says that the mind does not develop, though, you know, even later on in life, we are still learning things, right? That That's what I want to talk about. That That is still an adolescent mind at 19, 20. And that, you know, there are different things that, that has to happen in order for somebody to even understand something. Like a psychology class I took uh, years ago, they talked about uh, repetition. And the reason why re- we repeat to children is because their minds do, do not grasp something the first time. So I just want to add that, that we are we are saying these things to do as um as children and teaching this to children and say okay you such and such age which is early on in life which because me and Dino are middle aged right so we were taught this that in your early twenties go get married mm-hmm. and then but and, and even your parents push you to yeah go and get they're just married doing or it's it's a wrong th- or it's a wrong thing to be dating for so long yes. and not be married. So yes. that also is a condition. Which the millennials do opposite now, but go yes. ahead, babe. I just wanted to add that real quick. No, you're right. Um, so, okay. So those are the reasons why we got married or why we thought we should have mm-hmm. gotten married. Mm-hmm. So here's the next question that 
you know, we, we asked ourselves, okay? Or, or I'm just going to say it like, like this. Uh-huh. So now you get married, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> You're in it for years, all right? Uh-huh. All of a sudden, you start to see some things that you didn't see in your development, in your marriage, or as a, or, or as you become more mature as an individual. Uh-huh. So now uh-huh. you start to see qualities in your significant other and vice versa that really see, you start to begin to see some selfishness and some uh, self-centeredness. Uh, Why do you think that you see that later on and not at the beginning? Well, <laughs> I, I, I believe that uh, you start to see the truth because you're living with the person uh, for a long period of time and mm. eventually the truth is going to come out uh, in a long period of time. And that's why we do recommend not to get married so fast, even though you and I got married after six months after we got married, um, which that's a whole nother, uh, circumstance. And, and, sp- and we were in a different season in life. As yes. Well. And, but truth always comes out when you, uh, give it a chance to. And, and this is why I asked you this. Um, there's also research that show that, okay, so what do they call it when we are first dating somebody or we first get married? They call it the honeymoon phase. Mm-hmm. The honeymoon phase is, it's more than just, oh, <laughs> you know, you wake up and you kiss this person even if they didn't brush their teeth. And, mm-hmm. you know, you don't, you know, even if they cough and they don't cover their hands and, you know, oh, that's, that's okay. Though that is superficial, you know, stuff, but it, it's, the honeymoon phase is is more than just you know that outward you know us uh like lovey dovey and holding mm-hmm. hands and skipping through the fields and which stuff. is emotions right so it is deeper than that it's it's a, biologically there are things chemically that's going on in our bodies that entices us to you know, to keep that attraction, right? Right. You know, and, and that is part of mating, you know, because though we are, you know, evolving um, human beings, but that, I believe, was needed in the beginning, a long time ago, thousands, thousands of years, so they can mate and, you know, procreate and multiply, right? Right. So once, okay, so that body chemistry in the beginning you know, they, they say it about the honeymoon phase is about six months, you know, and you guys, of course, Google, cause Google is like one of my best friends. I like to Google a lot. I love the research. So please look this up in your free time. So it, it wears off around six months After six months, the, the chemical, um, the, the chemistry changes within mm. your body. Mm. Like even when people say it and don't understand what they're saying is that, you know, the chemistry, you know, it's something mm-hmm. about, that's true. There is chemistry. There's like, you, we are walking. Biologically like, and chemically going on yes, between two are, people. We are, we are walking lab experiments all the time. So when that starts to wear off or starts to subside, um, then you're starting to see, like you said earlier, some things because it's like the blinders is off. You wipe the gook out your eye and you're starting to observe things that you were not, you were probably seeing when you were in the honeymoon phase, but because of the, the, the chemistry stuff was going on, you, you either denied it or just, you know, brushed it off. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's why we are supposed to, like you said earlier, you know, you should see someone in different seasons. And, I, and I'm not talking about just, okay, you know, um, like they say, this is cuddling season coming up, though we are still in the pandemic, so I don't know how people going to do cough, um, cuddling in the cu- cupping season. But uh, in the summertime, you know, oh, okay, well, people break up because they want to be free, fancy, and loose. But what I'm talking about seasons is about how people act in different temperatures of, like you said, emotions. You know, how someone acts when somebody, you know, uh, flips them off and cuts them, you know, cuts in front of them. You know, how this person really is without the blindness off. I mean, yeah. with the blindness off. And the honeymoon season is over. So that's why you're supposed to date, which I know that's like kind of going extinct. You know, we just, ah, I want to be in a relationship. You know, let's have sex and let's do all this other stuff. You should be observing this person, what they, back in the day, which they should bring back is courting. As my grandmother used to say, you're supposed to court somebody, get to know them though. We are all becoming right. Throughout our life, we're gonna, we should be constantly evolving, but you should give yourself some time, you know, especially when it's coming to marriage, because marriage is more than a piece of paper. It's two people saying, I'm presenting myself, I'm gifting myself of you, of my, myself, and as well as you, and we're going to learn this journey together. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, so after all that, yeah. now we're, we're married. Mm-hmm. Now we start to see things that, we don't like. Um, mm-hmm. Then you start to second guess yourself. Did I marry mm. the right person? And when? Around when did you start asking this of yourself? Um, for me personally, <laughs> um, the red flags were there all along, but I never really, really understood the fullness of what was transpiring in my life. Basically, uh, back then, you're just going through a ritual you're just going through a the regular everyday rigmarole because you thought that that was supposed to be normal life yes yeah yes Mm -hmm. so the question is you start to realize that this marriage is not compatible Mm -hmm. it's not for you something we're not we're not working together Mm -hmm. we're not um doing the things that we're supposed to do to build a healthy lifestyle together mm-hmm. and as well as you know because you know maybe that person too was just thinking that that was supposed to be normality of whatever that person was doing in your previous marriage right mm-hmm. because most people think that the normal thing to do the good thing to do is the man provides mm-hmm. woman takes care of the kids mm-hmm. woman you know uh takes care of the household man goes to work you know um and that's it. Mm-hmm. But it's much, much more than that. Yes, it and is. And I believe that's what we're yearning for mm-hmm. in our lives. But first, you have to attain that as an individual mm-hmm. before you can use it to be able to commune with another whole person. Mm-hmm. So you yourself, in turn, will blame the other person of your circumstance, right? Mm-hmm. So you'll, you'll mm-hmm. say, oh... This person, something's wrong with them. This person, this. This person, that. This person. But never do you take a look, or mm. we should take a look at ourselves first, always first. Before you uh, decide or choose to divorce 
and blame the other. Uh, you have to look at yourself and where you where you take accountability at because if you do this uh, or don't do this and you get divorced and you leave the marriage, you go into a new relationship, of course the same things are going to transpire. Make mm-hmm. sense? Yes. You okay. know, it, it makes me think of years ago, um, over a decade ago, but anyway, um, someone that I knew, a co-worker at a certain place, and we were discussing her marriage. And this, you know, again, this was, like I said, over decades ago, so this is back in when I was in my 30s. <laughs> and we were discussing her marriage, which we would commonly do, um, and at this time we, again, both of us were on the same age. So we was in our thirties, mid thirties. And she was telling me of her thoughts of divorcing. And at that time they were her and her, her spouse, her husband was, uh, together for over 10 years. So they had got married in their twenties. Um, this person's, um, spouse was in the service and um they had two children anyway she was telling me how she wanted to leave okay and that she had left before and they got back together and i was asking her you know why you know well why do you want to leave she was like you know it's it's not that he's not a good provider he's a good father you know and, and and all these different things she was like but i'm just not you know i'm not happy with him and she said, but I don't want to leave because of my children. So at that time, she had her oldest, her oldest son was about 16. And she had a talk with her son one day. And she said, you know, what do you think if mom was to divorce, you, you know, your, your father? And again, that, that was the main reason why she even came back to him. You know, they decided to get back together, I should say. And the son looked at her, you know, kind of like with a blank look. Like, first of all, why are you talking to me about this? Mm. But he gave her a very, uh, well, not say good, but he gave his answer. He gave his truth. And what he said was, what you and dad do is no concern to me. And that was just, again, speaking from his view, because some children take that differently, right? He said, because when I'm 18, I'm leaving. So all this time, you know, the back and forth that they did was dependent up, up because of their children. She went back to him because of the children. And there was a lot of things going on in the marriage, you know, infidelity so let me, and so let, forth. Let me just re- recap before you continue the story. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is that she was basing her decision based on an external factor, which was her son. Mm-hmm. Uh and not based on what I, what I like to say commonly is the God in you mm-hmm. to that inner voice that's trying to guide you and instruct you mm-hmm. in your life. Mm-hmm. So here the external son mm-hmm. is saying, basically telling her a truth. Don't base your life on me right. because I'm leaving. I got my own path to follow. Right. <laughs> but, but we want to justify why we are not brave enough Mm. or obedient enough Mm -hmm. to know what we are supposed to do. Right. Exactly. And you know, when, when he said, when he said that to her, 
you know, I, I think it hurt her because she's thinking, you know, wow, I'm staying with you all. I mean, I'm staying with um, my spouse. And again, you know, I didn't know the full story, but I'm just going from what she's tell me. But she would say, you know, I'm staying with him, um, my spouse, because of the children. Mm. And here my older son has is telling me that I don't care what you do. So, yeah, it's, you know, oh, and, and I just want to add this. I read an uh, article recently. Time Magazine said that, that the divorce rate is decreasing. And, you know, there's a lot of factors in that. One being because of finances. You know, we are still in the middle of a pandemic. And, unfortunately, a lot of people lost their job. But one of the reasons that they said that they um, divorce is, or many people do not get a divorce, is because of the children. So... And, and since you're bringing that up, because that uh, has to do with what I was uh, talking about or what we were talking about right now was um, why do we choose to stay in a marriage knowing that we got no business in anymore, mm, mm. you know, and most of the time is and we and you just brought it up finances. Mm-hmm, mm. The main source is fear. Number one, fear. But the fear of what? Fear of financially not being stable. Mm -hmm. Not being able to stand by yourself. You know, and I I recently had a conversation with my mother who also was a divorcee Mm -hmm. or divorcee. I don't know how they say (laughs) it, but, um, and I asked her, I said, um, do you think that you stayed in your marriage longer than you should have? Mm. And she said, yes. Ooh. And, and she's a much seasoned, you know, woman, right? Well, and you know, I began to ask her some more questions and the main reason why she said she stayed was because like you said, because of us, Mm. because of the children, Mm. you know, we don't want the children to grow up without a father. But sometimes the father is not really being a father, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, of course, you know, I, I don't blame my father. I don't, um, I'm way, way past that. I understand that just like I got divorced, I was not at the level of consciousness and awareness back then that right. I am today, just like I'm sure he's not. Mm-hmm. And that's where the empathy comes in from. Mm-hmm. But what's happening is that we are not being true to ourselves mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in our own life and governing our own life in the decisions that we should be making mm-hmm. that we know to be true, mm-hmm. but we won't do it because we're afraid of the backlash, and- the backlash and the unknown and the wasted time and, mm-hmm. you know, the uh, being alone, the starting over, the um, or maybe you have not built up any self-worth mm-hmm. or self uh, you know, you didn't, ha- you don't have no skills, you know, so go ahead, baby. Oh, cause I, I, you know, I'm, I'm acting like I'm in, in, in a class somewhere, you know, I want to raise my hand be- and be like, Ooh, 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 remember Arnold from Horseshack? I used to love that. But, um, yeah, it's like, uh, okay. Speaking from again, my perspective and a woman of a certain age, middle age, right. And many middle age women in, in my age group have been taught that, um, you know, like even with your mom, which is, you know, older and, you know, um, and more seasoned that that's what they were taught to, you know, this is what you're supposed to do. Um, and that, you know, 
I believe, like I said earlier, that boys were not taught, and you're not going to know everything. You're not going to be taught and learn everything that there is in a marriage, and you have to learn how to do your marriage. But, oh, this one I want to talk about, skills. Many women that I have spoke to have said that they were, like you said, were scared to leave because that fear, like, oh, my God, if he leave, how am I going to take care of bills because I have no skills, you know, especially if you have got real comfortable in a relationship. And you probably talked about that with your spouse, like, hey, I'm going to stay at home. I'm going to take care of the kids, which is a job, a hard job within itself. But I'm talking about like skills and having skills and creating value where you have some education, you have a skill, not only for, oh my God, if this person leave me, what I'm going to do, but that's just even for yourself. Right. I believe even if you choose to be a stay at home dad or mom, that you build yourself up. And we don't know, we're going to talk about this a little bit later that individually growing um, pours into your marriage. Yes. And that, yes, that you should have that because even if that person doesn't leave you in the sense of divorcing, but if this person leaves in the way of, you know, transitioning to the other side, which we call death, that it's not, you're not taken back from it and you can't still sustain your life. Well, you know, because you, you know, I, I, well, you said, and I mentioned about being alone. Mm-hmm. We're afraid to be alone, but maybe you are already alone mm. in your mm. marriage. Yeah, Ooh. you know, but there's a God in you that, that that wants to commune with you, mm-hmm. and and that's where I think we need to start off at mm-hmm. communion with ourselves and the God in us to help bring uh, revelation into our lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there's so much information uh, and people are being shaped and molded into what we should do, what we shouldn't do. And that's not what we're here to condone, but we're here to make you question yourself uh, because we didn't question ourselves no. back then. No. So now this is our way of giving back and bringing light so that you can make more conscious choices yes. in your marriage. Conscious. So um, the next one is... Uh, have you thought about leaving? Mm. Have you thought about leaving? Mm -hmm. Now, we got to understand that as human beings, we are very fickle. (laughs) One minute we're happy. Yeah. Next minute we're not. So um, you don't want to base your decision on that fickleness Mm -hmm. because if that's happening in your life, I'm happy one one minute, I'm not happy another, that means you don't know what the hell you want. Mm Mm-hmm. You're still going back and forth and trying to deal with that. You need to deal with that uh, on a personal level first within yourself uh, before you start incorporating um, making choices uh, based or with others, you know, somebody else that's that's in your life as a as a in a relationship or in a marriage. Handle it first that that double mindedness, that back and forth, that fickleness. Um, Build more of a stability in your own mind and in your own self first. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that's why I believe this is, again, my view, and I'm speaking from my experience, Mm -hmm. that, you know, when I said earlier, when I spoke earlier and and talked about how um, our brain development, you know, and that we are still considered an adolescent, you know, at 20, 
And um, so even if you become, because, you know, people think automatically, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm 18 or 21, I'm grown now. <laughs> no, no grasshopper. Uh, maturity is is um, not just a destination or it's just, oh, I get here, I drive down the street, I'm there. It's maturation. It take, It's a process. It takes time just as well as I am still in, you know, maturing. Um, that comes with growth and it comes with experiences. So, yes, I'm telling you, young folks, you are not grown just because you can sign a legal document. <laughs> um, and I know that it has been our faults and those before us telling you that you are, but you are not. So, um, we're saying all of that. Well, even it, like you say, sign a document. Right. We we think marriage is just like a piece of paper. Oh, you know? right. But it's so much more deep mm-hmm. than that. Mm-hmm. Because you're constantly trying to, like I said before, commune with another human being mm-hmm. that's totally different than mm-hmm. you. And that's why it starts with yourself first, communion with yourself. Right. And so that's why I wanted to say that, uh, my again, my belief is that no one... That this, you should wait, I should say. Mm-hmm. You should wait until at least 30 because you have had, you know, a chance, hopefully, to do things that you like. You know, it, it makes me think of, like, you would hear some people that are able to, that have that luxury, um, that they say, you know, Mom and Dad, I'm, I'm not going straight to college. I want to go abroad. And it's not just so much as traveling, because travel, even like when me and Dino does, and we're, not, and we're looking forward to being able to do it again, but when we would go in the past, it is a learning of ourselves. It is experiences. Yes. It is ways to inspire us, because every time you go somewhere, whether you're going from your neighborhood you know, to another neighborhood, you know, you should be gaining something, okay? It's supposed to help, and you're evolving. So... Um, that that's, that's what going abroad is supposed to do that. And that's what I mean, that people should go abroad. You should date different people, not have sex with everybody because that's a totally different thing. And if you want to know a little bit more about what can happen to us, you know, uh, in different ways with just laying down with everybody, please read my book. He poisoned me and left me for dead. Mm -hmm. So um, you should go abroad. You should date different people. Cause when you date someone, you are getting to know yourself. Like Dino right. said earlier, your likes and your dislikes. And that's fine because they might not, you know, like certain things about your dislike and get to know, you know, what do you want to choose when it's time to sign a piece of paper? That's actually more than that. Who do I want to grow with? Not just somebody, oh, okay, I'm going to share bills. We're going to do this thing together. Right. You know, that, no, we are truly choosing each other. This is my choice. This is not an obligation. This is not something that somebody else told me. And I know that because I took the time to get to know myself better. Yes, and the question that, you know, we were just talking about was, have you thought about leaving? Mm-hmm. And if so, why haven't you left? Mm-hmm. And I know we've already talked about a lot of these finances, starting over, uh, you know, uh, fear. Uh, But you know what mine was, Nikki? Mm -hmm. And I know many, many people feel the same way because I was very religious Mm -hmm. um, back then. Mm -hmm. And, you know, well, I I don't want to say I was religious, 
but my mother was religious mm. and she conditioned me to uh, think that it's not acceptable to mm. get divorced under God's eyes. Mm -hmm. And many people will stay in a marriage based on that fact alone because they don't want to disappoint so-called God mm -hmm. or uh, well, I don't want to say so-called God, but disappoint God um, or even other people or uh, the guilt of the blame of, you know, or you don't want to take the, the guilt and the blame if you choose to divorce someone else. Mm -hmm. But the main thing is the religion because you don't want to disappoint um, or break the covenant that you have supposedly uh, made a vow before God, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's like disappointing, but um, <laughs> you know, it's 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 it, it's in the word that people got divorced. Mm -hmm, period. Mm -hmm. And why did they get divorced? Because it says because of their hard hearts or their stubbornness, or mm -hmm. people don't want to die to themselves, or to make something work. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a choice. That's mm -hmm. a choice we all have to have to make in our own lives. And if you are thinking um, about leaving but haven't yet, or you feel there's a chance, you know, go seek counseling. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, seek, you know, uh, people that have been in healthy marriages uh, to get a different perspective and an understanding to put light on both of you. Mm -hmm. uh, but I want to ask this to you, babe. Mm -hmm. I'm going to kind of put you on the spot. And you don't even know what I'm going to ask you. So mm -hmm. this comes straight from the heart. Mm -hmm. um, what do you do when the other person does not want or think there's anything wrong with them or nothing wrong with the marriage? What do you do when the other person is not willing or maybe they're trying to fix it and you're not willing. Okay. What do you do? You uh, for from me? From well, you, what I do? From you. What's your perspective? Okay, the, the Nikki that I am today, I can't I can't align myself with nothing that that refuses to grow. Mm. So, you know, when you were saying earlier about yeah, I know in different uh, religions, especially Christianity, especially the Baptist Christians. You know, they teach you and they say, you know, that, and, and I know in Catholicism too, because they have a real big thing about divorce, you know, that only, um, you, you, you can break up them. The marriage can only be broken if the covenant is broken. If somebody stepped outside of the marriage. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, and I don't think people, I think that's just the literal sense of it or mm -hmm. just one of the ways that a, a marriage can be broken or somebody stepping outside of the covenant. Mm -hmm. Because, yes, I do believe that marriage is between um, two people. And, again, that is my view, that it is between two people, uh, humans, and then and it's an alignment with God, okay? So, even, it don't, to me, it does not only have to be adultery. It has to be that this covenant was broken, that... In the beginning, we promise, you know, through thick and thin, because there's going to be thick and thin. Everything is not cookies and cream, ice cream, which is delicious, but it is not. It is not that every day. You're going to have the the ebbs and flows, as you say. It is learning to work through it. 
you know, and there's a lot of things I do not condone. Again, that being adultery, that being abuse in a different forms. And again, again, who I am today, if you are refusing, if, if I'm saying that I'm not just talking about some petty stuff, cause I know my baby, you know, I, I, I could be very atypical cause I like stuff in a certain order. So if I be like, babe, you know, the juice, you know, you, you didn't put the juice back on, on, the, on the right side of the refrigerator. Drive me or, crazy. Right. And crumbs, Man. you know, that he didn't wipe the crumbs off. To, that, that really is minor. And sometimes I got to check myself, you know, about that. But, you know, you, you're doing some things that is destroying me, which is, you know, and is destroying our marriage, and you refuse to work on it, I can't do it. Right. That makes, I, that makes sense. I personally can't. And everyone has a different threshold and a different boundary, different tolerance level. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you have to decide that for yourself. But I will say this, um, because this is the way I see it now. What I know now, and a lot of the layers have been peeled off my eyes and myself, and it's still happening, you know, trying to get to my true, authentic self. Um, But the choices and the decisions that I made back then, I can honestly say they were in darkness. Mm. They They were not conscious choices. They were choices bases based on some external factor. Mm-hmm. So honestly, um, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And a lot of us, and, and this is why I'm saying, what do you do when you think, you know, you married the wrong person? Mm. Because you grew and you elevated into something different or you were awakened. Um, what do you do? And I believe you should try to make it work. But there's a threshold. Mm -hmm. There's a, because what if Mm. you are meant to be something, but you are not being something or your true purpose (laughs) because you are connected to something else that is hindering your life. You will never know. You will live in regret for the rest of your life. If, you know, um, if you don't experience this and once again i'm not Mm. condoning divorce Mm, mm, mm. or not condoning divorce it's up to you it's your choice um you have to decide and go within in yourself to be honest Mm. with the other person because we talk about trying to fix a marriage right and we we, you know i'm all for that but you cannot fix a marriage if you are not honest with yourself mm-hmm. first and then to the other person mm-hmm. to give the other person an opportunity to fix themselves or to correct mm-hmm. what they don't have the vision to see. Right, right. Mm-hmm. That's what I believe. Mm-hmm. Because I'm going to say this, Nikki, and, and, and I know we're coming towards the end. Um, I look at my life now and and I'm going to be honest. I was not even man enough to initiate the divorce. Mm. She had to do it mm-hmm. because I was so traditional. I was so religious that this is not acceptable. I'm just going to stay in this abnormality. I'm going to stay in this toxic <laughs> um, marriage, which I did not even know that there was better out there. Mm. 
But in order for me to be better, I mean, to be in a better marriage, I had to better myself mm -hmm. first. Mm -hmm. This is where and how we're doing it backwards. Mm -hmm. We're trying to have something external to make us great when we're already great, but we don't know how to make ourselves great. Make sense? Yes. And, and oh my God. So again, like I was talking about the literal sense of, um, or just, a, a what we think marriage is supposed to be, you know? And I know I said earlier that, uh, yeah, you know, so you get with this, um, this person, you know, um, you get with this person and you get married, y'all share a life. Uh, no, you share a house together, have some kids, but you know, nowadays, you know, Hey, other pe people have been in another relationship. So you might have kids that you're bringing in together. So anyway, and you think that that's what life's supposed to be. And I'm here to tell you, like, like Prince said, there's something else. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I did honestly, babe, you know, and I'm not even just saying this because yes, I'm in a marriage with you now that, that's what I have always yearned for. Well, you know, with you, a lot of the things, it's not just the things we have done, which I am so grateful, grateful for. But, you know, like well, even with the travel, you know, yeah, I always wanted someone I could travel with, but it was more than just, yeah, let's go to the resort. Let's go here, let's get on this plane and let's have fun. But I wanted to share my life. I want to share new experiences yes, with someone. New experiences. Yeah. So, yes. like, if, if you guys ever get a chance to know, I'm 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 telling you to listen to our video. It's on our Facebook page. We'll share the link later. That we're talking about monogamy and why you shouldn't be monogamous. And what we meant was by you should be constantly growing, right? Mm -hmm. So again, we think we, we get with someone, okay, that's it. We sit down on the couch and that's, that's all. And we, we become frustrated over time. And a lot of people are frustrated or, you know, upset and, and they don't even know the reason why, because we are meant individually to keep growing. So yes. when you're not growing anymore, your marriage is not growing. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, sweetheart. No, I'm just going to add on to what you just said about the frustration mm -hmm. because we're not paying attention to the frustration mm -hmm. in our own life yeah. and in others. You know, that's just a symptom of what's transpiring of a more deep-rooted issue. Mm -hmm. And the frustration is there in emotion to let you know something's going on. Yes. And yes. it's up to you to deal with the truth. Yes. Um, don't dismiss it. Yes, don't dismiss mm -hmm. that that truth. You know, listen to the red flags. Listen to your own emotions. Listen to, don't make decisions based on emotions, mm -hmm. but listen to the emotion because it's there to signify something. Yes. And that's very, <laughs> very important. And you have to ask yourself, why am I feeling this way? Mm -hmm. Why am I irritated all the time? Why am I angry? Mm. Why am I truly not at peace? Oh, and that's, oh, I'm so glad you said that. I'm so glad you said not at peace because like you said, also about happy first of all no one i don't believe that you should get with someone because they make you happy happy is a temporary emotion so are you gonna still be with that person when they're not making you happy and mm -hmm. i'm not just saying like it's just a continuous thing where it's just 10 years of not being happy <laughs> but i'm talking about at peace it's something there's an unsettling within you in your soul that this something this is not right and, and, and if this does not um, get fixed, 
you know, it, it's what it's going to do. It's going to destroy you. And then it does, right? Because when we allow different kind of emotions that are not positive emotions, they do sit within our bodies and they manifest in a, in a form of disease. So, and then you will have a disease in your marriage and then you don't even know that, okay, because just like when I said earlier about, you know, you asked me, you know, you put me on the spot, which was, which I don't mind. You asked me, you know, what would I do? I'm like, no, if we're not trying to fix this, then I'm not being in this. Because if, think about this, when we go to our physicians, doctors, um, these people that we trust, and you should be finding someone that you trust to, with your health. Then you go in and you have a consultation, right? And you have a real conversation because your doctor should be having conversations with you and say, okay, how can we make this better? If Jane Doe goes in and her, her blood sugar is high and he or she or the, the, the doctor is saying of ways, let's, let's make this better. Jane, you know, let's work on you know, your diet, you know, what you're, you're eating, your, your exercise, let's, let's work to make this better. Okay. Because, and, and, and we, we talked about this earlier because uh, inclusion, or I should say a vision of marriage, a vision of, of getting better should include both parties. Right. So if I'm going to you and, or I'm saying to you that, yeah, I want to make this better. And you say, nope, I just want to keep everything the same. Mm -hmm. So what's going to happen to Jane? She's going to get worse. And yes. then there's no purpose really of the doctor even talking to Jane no more because she didn't made up her mind, which is fine. You could say, well, no, I'm just going to keep on eating all my cakes and whatever that she does to make her sugar go up. Then you, if you're not making yourself better, then that relationship between you and your doctor is not getting better. So again, you know, in correlation to marriage, if I am sitting down with you and I'm like, babe, you know, this is going on. And I'm not just talking about, even sometimes you had to pay yourself. You got to talk about like, babe, can you please work the crumbs up? Cause I, I'm really bothered by that. But I'm talking about that deep stuff that sits within your soul and your spirit and say, this ain't right. You know, and I really want to fix this, sweetheart, you know, and I, I believe all that we tried because you should be trying, you know, on your own first. And if you are ill-equipped, because we ever, we don't know everything, you go to an expert. You go to the expert to, because they, on the outside view, they, and then they have a vision that's including both of you to have a better outcome. But if you don't want no better outcome of our relationship, why am I wasting my time with you? For me, it's time for me to go. Okay. <laughs> Are you done ranting, man? Because uh, so that means I gotta my keep. Soapbox. That means I gotta keep my act together, because <laughs> otherwise you you up out of here. And same for you, because I feel the same way. If uh, if you know, we we both have have to have something to offer mm -hmm. each other, and something that that we can uh, grow together. You know, and and one practical thing that I will, and I know we say this all the time, do stuff for yourself, and do stuff together. Mm -hmm. Because you need self time and you mm -hmm. need together time. Right. It's 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 a well round, balanced, healthy relationship. Yes. You have to incorporate the other uh, with you, mm -hmm. and that's important. And most of the time, we're only doing us. I'm gonna do me. I'm gonna do me. I what I want. This is what this you know. This is all about me. And you know, think about it. Who wants to feel like that? Mm. 
people will start to feel like they're not important or they're not heard or they're not enough. Yeah. You know, we have to uh, complement each other. We don't have to physically, um, how would you say, well, let, let me re, re, rephrase that. Communication is important. Yeah. But we also have to commune on a spiritual level, on a, on, on a level where we're doing things together physically. Mm-hmm. You know, it don't always have to be talked about all the time. But we just know from instinct that, you know, if we pay attention to our significant other, that uh, she's in need or he's in need. Mm -hmm. You know, we have to be alert and be attentive because if we're not, then it's easily to get swayed into just it's all about me. Mm. And that's that's a true slow death in a marriage because marriage is communion. Yes. Togetherness, Mm -hmm. inclusiveness. Uh, one-on-one, that's the goal, to build and multiply something together. Mm -hmm. Not just physical things, but spiritual things such as love, patience, dying to the self, you know. uh, Daily. Daily, yes. (laughs) It's it's every day this Mm -hmm. is is happening. And this is why it's hard. And that's why people say marriage is hard. Because sometimes you do have to give up yourself, or you should give up yourself once in a while to – express the love but you can't really see it you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying because i'm sure there's things that i do for you and you do for me that are pretty much rudimentary but if you really think about it it's a choice that we're making for the other person right and, and you're because you're sharing a life and, and yeah. like you said it's sharing now some things will be just about you yes. you know you know because you are a different you know person you i'm know, a man you're, you're a, a man woman. and i'm a woman so like if I say, oh, I need some me time. You know, I want to go, you know, soak, you know, and I want to, you know, just be and have my, my, my she time, my she, my her um, time. Then, yes, you should, like he said, you should be allowed that because you don't want to smother the other person, you know, right. because you smother something, you know, you put, uh, you, there's no light on it, you know, and things that the smother, you know, that that's usually it's it's just it's just a bad situation. Yeah. So anyway, um, but it should be it should be a choice. It should be a choice every day, and then with that choice, if you are reminded of that choice every day, it's like okay, not only what am I doing for myself that's good. What is what is the benefit of the whole? Right. And 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 so yes, a lot of decisions just like men, they don't have a rule. Anything that's over about fifty dollars when it comes to finances, it needed to be it needs to be discussed. You know, so even if I need to go buy clothes, I'm not just gonna be like, Oh, I'm about to spend everything. I'm like, hey babe, you know I need some more clothes, especially with the pandemic. <laughs> you know, I need to buy you know, a new coat. You know, because that's going to press upon our finances. Again, our. It's not just his money, my money. It's our money, and that's how you build things when you do it together. Okay, um, so we're, we're coming close to an hour now. So we're going to uh, shut it down. I hope this uh, uh, podcast episode has really brought some enlightenment to you. Because we could go on and on for hours. Yes, and we kind of get <laughs> off subject sometimes too. But the main thing is... The, the divorce, mm-hmm. you know, um, really meditate on that. Think about it. It's a big decision. But I will say this, babe, if I have not, and I said this a little while ago, if I had not gotten divorced, I would have never experienced somebody 
like you. Thank you, sweetheart. You understand? But, and that's what I'm saying. At the time, you probably don't think, oh, my God, I got divorced. You know, right. it's the end of the world. But it's truly not if you continue to uh, build yourself up and, and you know, seek spiritual things. You know, seek the God in you. Mm-hmm. Have conversation with yourself. Be honest. You know, these are some of the principles that we have to do in life that we're not doing because mm-hmm. we're so uh, preoccupied or busy in marriage, you know, um, or, you know, daily life act- activities. You have to take the time to self-reflect. Yes. And the reason we don't self-reflect is we might not like what we see. Oh, you don't want to hear the truth, huh? You, yeah, sometimes Ouch. we don't, and so we stay busy. Ooh. You know, because Ooh, we that's don't... another podcast. Yeah, that's another podcast. <laughs> okay. All right, well, it's been great. Uh, we've enjoyed you. Thank you for spending your precious time with us. Once again, the show is being sponsored by Dino's Dent Deception, Painless Dent Repair Service in the Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana areas. And Nikki S. Solis, Holistic Coaching. I am also the author of Black Girl Gone Guru, and he poisoned me and left me for dead. My website is www.nikeissalas.com, where I also give spiritual guidance and inspiration. All right. Take care. Have a great day. Be well. Live out the box.